as a society, we've basically been conditioned to think that everything is all about all or nothing. Like the harder and the more we do things, the more successful we'll be. If we can't do it all at 100%, we shouldn't do it at all. And that's just not the best recipe for success. And it's better to really focus on doing small little things every day consistently, success every day, so that we make big changes over the long haul. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining me. Today, we've got basically the Kelly and Kelly Show as Kelly Travis, who is a health and success coach who works with high-achieving professional women who, as she says, to help them kick ass in life and be truly happy. We share many of the same ideas, but I will tell you, it's so fresh to hear them from someone new. Listen in. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today. It's kind of like the Kelly and Kelly show. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for having me. So I was enthralled by your website. I'm enthralled by what you do. In a lot of ways, we're very similar in what we like to see happening in people's world. So can you tell me just a little bit about yourself and how you got into this whole uh, area of, of helping high achieving women get healthier? Well, I came into it, I want to say it, my life led me to this point through just a series of events like most of us, right? Um, a lot of our experiences inform where we end up if we follow that path. And um, I was a competitive athlete in college. Uh, I had to drop out because of a severe eating disorder. And in that phase, that stage of my life, I, I, while I was in the hospital, I made a promise to myself that if I, if I got out and I did the changes and I got healthy and shifted gears, I would spend my life helping others. I didn't know what it would look like or where it would be, but I knew that I wanted to make an impact and make sure that women especially felt confident and secure and empowered to take control of their life. Because at that point, I hadn't been led to feel that way. And things kind of moved in and out for a while. I I went to school to study uh, mental health and public health. And I, I followed that route. I did a lot of work around addiction and um, just public health in general. And then I ended up in Vegas, of all places, and I ended up in sales and publishing. And I climbed the corporate ladder for about 10 years, and I was unhappy and unhealthy. And I was racing, but I was definitely working myself to the ground, and I wasn't eating well, um, not sleeping, and just overdoing it in all areas. And like I said, not happy. I ended up in a bad relationship and pregnant. And in that moment, in that phase, stage, whatever you want to call it, I had a major wake-up call. And I realized that if I wanted to bring another life into this world, I had to do some serious work on myself, from my relationship with food all the way to my relationship with work and everything in between. It took some time. And in the process, I went back to school because I felt like if I wanted to work with people, I needed to do the work on myself first. And um, I started my business from there. Well, good for you. Good for you. And you're right, right? Like it's all relationships, whether it's your relationship with your work or your body or your health or your family or... And ourselves. Yeah, ourselves. It is all relationships. So you are a coach and you work with women, correct? Just basically high achieving women? 
Primarily, I work with high-achieving women, entrepreneurs, and high-level career professionals, yes. Okay, and you have this beautiful mastermind. It's like a year-long mastermind called Ascend, right? Ascend, yes. Tell us just a tidbit of, like, if I was to call you and say, ah, Kelly, what do I need to do? Like, what do I need to change? Can you give me a couple of tips that, like, someone could take away whether they're doing your mastermind or not, what are a couple of things that they could take away from now that you can help them? What I learned, and you probably can relate to this, Kelly, is that none of this work is effective if we don't have self-awareness, if we don't actually do the deep dive to unearth what the hell is going on with us. Um, And identifying and realizing that we have the power and the control to change, and we're really the only person standing in that way of that happening it's scary to slow down and actually stop and go and take an assessment over your life, right? And to say, okay, well, that's not going very well. That one doesn't feel so good. And really acknowledge those areas. But if we don't do that, and this goes with food and exercise too. If we don't do that, then we can't, we don't really have a baseline to start from and we don't know what we're working with. And if there's years of just really negative beliefs and stories on, piled on top of all of that, well, like putting good on top of a crappy foundation is not going to be beneficial in the long run. So that is number one. And usually this work doesn't end, right? Right. <laughs> so we, can, we, we definitely can clear the foundation, but stuff will keep popping up. And if we have that awareness, though, we're much, in a much better place to do something with it than if we just ignore it, which is what I did forever, and keep going on autopilot. And, you know, the end result is we just stay stuck and unhappy. And I'm not okay with that. I'm sure your, your listeners aren't either. No, it's this is um, would be a lot of journaling. What else? I have a lot of different exercises I do, anywhere from just really acknowledging what those reoccurring thoughts are about yourself, and then working on identifying how to tar- start to shift them. And and you're probably familiar with a lot of the way the brain works, but we can reprogram it. It takes work and it takes consistency, but. If we know where we're starting from and where we want to get to, then every day, if we're making some changes in the way we speak to ourselves, that's a big deal. It is. It is. The brain listens. The brain does listen. (laughs) The brain thinks and the brain listens. (laughs) The fantastic thing about the brain is it doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. That's why visualization is so amazing. Right. I have a question because when I was on your site recently, I, I saw you have a a download for people that they can get for free that was like seven, I think it was seven things to do in the evening for your routine or what your routine in the evening should should include. And I was like, whoa, seven things. That seems like a lot. So tell me about that because I bet there's a reason for having seven things on your list. There are, there is a reason. However, I don't advise that if you're just starting to make positive changes to your habits that you should do all seven I'm a big believer, and this goes back to your initial question about my work, is, you know, I'm all about goal setting and having a strategy in place and accountability and creating urgency. However, we have to focus on the daily work we're doing, not the long-term end goal, right? So this routine that you're speaking of, there's a lot of stuff in there, but 
if we want to be successful, you, I'm sure you've heard the recent research about habits. It takes now 66 days at a minimum to create a habit, typically longer if we're trying to replace a, a bad one. So I'm giving you seven habits, basically. I'm not telling you you should do all of them at once if you have done none of them. And they're all very, very important. So, you know, they range from, you know, just ending your day with a really great meal all the way to not taking your phone to bed with you. And that one is very, very difficult in our society. It freaks everybody out. I'm sure that a lot of people don't download this because they see that and they're like, this chick is crazy. (laughs) But that one's important because we're literally taking everybody else to bed with us. And if it's next to your bed when you wake up, you're letting everybody else dictate your day before you even get out of bed. And that plays a big impact if we're talking about our mindset and our ability to take action that will influence it. I swear, everyone who listens is going to be like, Kelly told Kelly to say that. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you say that a lot? <laughs> I do, because I'm, I'm not going to like preach to the choir right now, but you know it and I know it and everyone else should know it. It's, it's not helping you any. I will say real quick, we will definitely link to your download because I think everyone should look at it and read it, maybe check a few things off because these are very important habits. But do you mind just running through, like you said, um, ending the day with a good meal? I never even really thought about that. I mean, I typically do try and have a good meal at night, but you're right. Like having a good meal at night sets you up to sleep well. It sets you up for the next day. So tell me a few of your, few of your top tips. Yeah. So definitely having a good dinner and not too close to bedtime. Um, so the body can, you know, have time to digest and you just sleep better. Right. I'm a big believer in doing the work at night. So you wake up and you feel productive and have energy and are in a great frame of mind in the morning. So one of the things that I think is really key in having as part of your eating routine is to take a look at what the next day looks like and plan out, you know, what, what do you, if you're planning on going to the gym, lay out your gym clothes. If you've got a big meeting, making sure that you're prepared. If you've got kids making their lunches, I do that all the time because otherwise you wake up and you're running around like a crazy person. And that's not a great way to start the day, right? We're already feeling a little frazzled. And so to eliminate some of that chaos, I think it's really important to just plan and prepare for t- the next day. There's tons of research out there, but disconnecting before you go to bed, at least an hour from just technology and shut, starting to shut your body down and, and let it pick up on the fact that it's time for bed soon so that you fall into that rhythm is really important just for a good night's sleep. Okay. I have a question about that. And this is something I get a lot. People will say, well, if you're going to disconnect from technology an hour before you go to sleep, then what are you going to do? <laughs> right? Like we are so programmed. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? Well, you know, I, if you're a book reader, you could read a legit book, but one that's, you know, not too good that has you staying up all night and not one that's related to work. Oh my gosh. You sound exactly like me. Right. Because then your brain just won't shut down. Yeah. Your brain gets so excited, right? Yeah. I also, you know, I'm a big believer. I come from a therapy mental health background. I think that 
as women, especially, we are the ones who go to bed and we lay there and we start thinking about all the things we didn't do or have to do and we start freaking out. And I think that that hour before bed is a great time to just write your list. You know, everything that's in your head, get it out. I call it a brain dump. You could journal if you wanted to, but something that just removes all the stuff that's going on in your brain so you can actually have the space to go to sleep is really important. But, you know, the evening routine is an opportunity to get quiet and to process through the day or spend time with loved ones if you have some in your family or, you know, go to bed early. <laughs> right. Get some good night, a good night's sleep. Don't depend on the alarm clock the next morning because you got to bed a little earlier and so you're not going to wake up to the blare. Now, I will say I am human and I don't always get these all right. You know, sometimes I have deadlines for work and so I'm up working late and I will, it will impact my day the next morning because I am such a creature of habit now. And so if I do fall off in one way, I know. You can feel it. It's kind of like eating too much pasta the night before, yes, or at lunch. Yeah, you've got that. You wake up with some sort of hangover. Yeah. You do. Yeah, I know, which is sad because I love pasta, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so this is interesting because I'm, for myself, I'm thinking that I have a really, really dialed in morning routine. Like I'm a morning person and I'm good at it. But when it comes to the evening, I'm very good at going to sleep. Like, I mean, I go to sleep, but I don't have, I don't have a space in between where I stop and where I go to sleep. So you don't really process your day until the next day? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Like before I leave my desk, I'll definitely like sit down. I'll go, okay, what has to happen tomorrow? Let's, let's make sure you're clear on this because I don't want to be thinking about it in the middle of the night. Like that is not my jam at all. But I don't, I haven't been, I used to, but I haven't been really like processing or even thinking about like goals, what I want to do, what's coming up. I need to get back into that routine because that's an important piece. I, I love this for, um, for anybody just because we tend to, you know how we wouldn't get into bed with dirty clothes, right? This is probably a poor analogy, but <laughs> you're not going to get into bed with dirty clothes because you've got clean sheets or if you just made your bed and you just wash them, you don't want that in there. I feel the same way about like the garbage from the day. If you take it all with you into bed, then it's going to feel icky and you're going to have a hard time sleeping and it feels a little dirty. But if you can like literally cleanse it through this process of having these habits in place, then I just think you, it just sets you up for success. I also think that I probably came to gravitate to this because I have two little boys and I'm a single mom and I, my mornings are, you know, not always mine. And as much as I love a morning routine and crave it, I don't always get it. So the night, nightly routine is a must. That's, you know, and I'm very, very lucky because I could do both really, right? Like my lifestyle allows me to do both. So I should be. Because the other thing that happens is that if you don't process the day and, and figure out everything, you're going to be doing it while you sleep. I'm someone who remembers their dreams very well. And generally, my dreams are actually a lot of fun. Like, you know, it's kind of playtime, except when I haven't taken care of things that are lingering, and then I'm, I'm doing them in my dreams. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. Well, you don't reach that. You probably, 
you might because you might just be a really great sleeper, but a lot of people just don't even enter that deep sleep because they're not able to get there. Because your mind's going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a superhero when it comes to sleep. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's a little crazy, actually. Um, probably when I get to my deathbed, I'll be like, wow, I slept a little too much. Time to party. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, so they're going to be able to, and I'm going to absolutely link to it in your show notes, where they'll be able to download your seven tips for what people should do at night. I'm going to download it again, and I'm going to put it next to my bed and on my desk. That will allow me to to just kind of like make sure I'm doing some of the things that I need to do. Pull my journal back out, which is probably in my desk drawer next to my bed. And you have an online course coming out in May. Tell me a little bit about that. Would love to. Super excited about it. Uh, it's for women, high-achieving women. And it's really, it's called Health Fuels Success. And it's basically take uh, my students through a process from insight to action. So literally doing a deep dive and figuring out where you're starting from, where you want to go, and dialing in on some strategy so that you can literally focus on taking action every day, small, manageable steps, and tackling some of the mindset stuff, setting yourself up for some good confidence, and having those tools in place when you start to you know, fall into any number of things like self-doubt or fear or any type of resistance that comes up. And then habits, all about the habits and uh, figuring out what those need to look like so that you can be successful daily and and, in the long run, run. And then I am a competitive runner. And so I'm all about, you know, analogies when it comes to running. So, you know, life is really about a marathon and that last final stretch is the hardest when it comes to reaching certain goals. And so there's a module in there that's all about like, what do we do to get through that last final stretch to make sure we actually cross that finish line? Nice. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it actually. Is it mid-May or do you know when you'll be coming out? Mid-May it's launching. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that sounds great. And in the meanwhile, I am going to make sure that we're linking to everything in the show notes and Just to kind of wrap it up, is there anything that you'd like to, just like a tidbit of um, you, a tidbit of Kelly, that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? I, I think that probably your listeners, as well as the people I work with, we we don't do enough for ourselves. We don't prioritize our own self in this crazy life we have. And we give and we give so much energy to our families and our careers and to our community. And we put ourselves last as a result. And I just want to leave that you're doing yourself a disservice if you're doing this. If you have this idea that you can't have, you know, career success and health and well-being, then you're wrong. You can. You can have them both. And here's the reality you need both. You, you need health and well-being to be successful in your career, and you need your career to feel like you have overall health and well-being. Just knowing that is really important and being able to acknowledge that prioritizing you know, yourself is key to just feeling whole, right? It is. Thank you so much. This was wonderful, and I can't wait to see what you have coming out next. 
Thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Thank you again for joining us today. You can get Kelly's seven things your evening routine should include freebie in the show notes or on our Facebook page at Angel Tiger Fit Facebook, which by the way, I have a big announcement coming up in two weeks all around Angel Tiger and where we're going next. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Plus, you'll be the first to know when there are big announcements being made. A week can't go by without me saying a very big and heartfelt thank you to Riley and all the guys at Podigy.co. They take the stress and worry out of podcasting so I can sleep better, for sure. If you have a podcast or you're thinking about one, make sure you check out Podigy.co. Have a wonderful week, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.